Hi, everybody. It's Dimity McDowell from Another Mother Runner. If you're just finding this podcast that feels like Another Mother Runner, but it isn't, that's because it's full of specialty content geared towards the athletes in our Train Like a Mother Club. A heads up, there's what we like to call positive profanity from Coach MK in the Heart Rate Podcasts, so parental discretion is advised there. Whether you've got your eye on an Olympic distance triathlon, your first 5K, or a half marathon PR, we'd love to help you train. We have programs for most distances in running, triathlon, and ultra races, and a range of plans that suit all levels of running experience and fitness. So if you like what you hear, head on over to trainlikeamother.club to check out the plans and find one that will work for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. Everybody, so excited tonight to bring you a summer edition, a July edition of the 5K Success Program. Um, I've got, we've got, I just said it was a menage a trois, but that's not quite the right description, right? Um, so I was like, oh my God, the vocabulary, I can't handle it. Our numbers will skyrocket, we just need video. Yeah, exactly. So, um, of course, I've got your great coach, Lindsay Hine, here with us. Say hello, Miss Lindsay. Hello. And, um, and then we've got a special guest on um, the first uh, first appearance on a Train Like a Mother podcast. We've got Sarah Bowen Shea. Um, so Hello. thanks for joining us today, Sarah. Oh, I'm delighted to be here with you ladies. Um, yeah, which is really fun because uh, we want to spend some time today debunking what we call running hacks and running myths, which is basically running hacks are things that are going to make your life easier and help you transition um, a little bit more seamlessly to the 5K distance and beyond because it's our goal for you to be a lifelong runner. Um, and then running myths are things like kind of make you feel crappy. Like when you see on the internet or you read in a magazine where you're like, oh, I didn't know that I should be, you know, doing X, Y, Z. And you're like, but I don't want to do that. But I should because that's what I'm supposed to do to be a runner. And we are here to tell you, no, in fact, you don't need to do them. They are myths, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Truth. Awesome. Awesome. Well, so um, so first of all, let's just do a quick check-in just because, you know, um, we don't want to go right into the meat of the podcast. So so how are things going out there, Lindsay, um, in July in um, the good old Midwest? A little warm? It's, it's hot. Yeah. Is it hot where you guys are? No. We <laughs> treated, we had the most dreary winter and spring, and now we have the most lovely summer ever. Um like today it started out cloudy, so perfect for running, and then now it's there's there's not a cloud in the sky and it's just perfect and there's a slight breeze and this is uh, Portland at its finest. Must be nice. Yeah. yeah. So my kids would disagree. They like they like liquid sunshine, so um, they don't like it when it's sunny. Too sunny, too sunny, mom. They, do they, have, they need some sunglasses. Yeah. Really? Do your kids say that? Oh, they say it all the time. Oh, I, I'm like, oh, what a beautiful day. Oh, no, it's too sunny. Oh, I don't like it when it's sunny. All of them. And it's not just my kids. Like, you you meet other kids. Oh, oh, it's so sunny and hot. Oh. Wow. Is it said Within the past week, oh, I like rain better. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. They're going to need to go to college in upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Oh, or Alaska. Alaska could work, too. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's hot here. I mean, it's not crazy hot today, but um, it's definitely, you know, in the 90s is tough. And when I see people out running when it is, like, the middle of the day, so this is, I will not turn this into a long story, but suffice it to say, a friend and I were hiking on um, set Sunday afternoon. We got turned around. We were out there for two and a half hours with no shade. Um, when I was driving home on the pavement, which granted it's a pavement, but my car read 99 degrees, and oh. we saw people. So we were out there for two and a half hours. We were hiking. We, we covered about eight miles, and um, we saw people out there running. And I just was like, "What? What choices are you making? Are you, you know, are you eating too many, you know, marijuana laced brownies or what? Because something <laughs> is like, wow, wow." So that's, that's maybe a good intro to our first hack, which is don't run in the middle of the day, especially in the summertime, right? Which seems like a no-brainer, but um, needs to be repeated, right? Oh, it sure does. And I think, I also think it depends, you know, I mean, I think 
uh, living here in Portland, my first thought is, oh, go running in the morning because it's cooler, there's more cloud cover. But then, you know, from having talked to people around the country in different parts of the world, you realize that maybe the evening's the best because of lower humidity. So I think you have to kind of decide what your little microclimate is and then make a, uh, you know, if you, if you have the flexibility schedule to choose the best option for you. And certainly a treadmill is a viable option if the weather is horrific because it's climate controlled. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, okay, and so um, I think we talked about this before, but I mean, this is really uh, important and I, it bears repeating again and again because I always fall into, um, oh, it's going to be fine, is running, laying your stuff out the night before, right? Um, which sounds so like, oh, I'm going to kindergarten and, you know, i got to lay out my underoos that match my, you know, undershirt or whatever, but the reality is, is um, you know, we've had uh, Justin Wass, who is a sports psychologist on our podcast and he works with train like a mother club now and what was like a 20 second rule Sarah that he said was it 20 or 30 seconds I can't remember but I'm not remembering that if you can't, like yeah if you can't find something or if you can't like lay your hands on something in like 20 seconds that will deter your motivation oh. um, and so I hope that's correct because <laughs> I may be wrong but it's true right I mean you know um, the other morning I knew that I was gonna go um, swimming and of course, uh, swimming the cheapest sport available means that my kids break their goggles like 14 times during the season, and goggles are like 20 bucks a pop. Oh, so, I know. Um, yeah, they're not cheap. And um, at least when you have to buy them local, I, you know, if you can buy them in, you know, packs, maybe they're cheaper. Um, so, uh, so anyway, my Ben was having my pair of goggles, and I needed goggles, and I knew I wanted to get up swimming, and I knew that if I didn't take them out of his backpack the night before, I was going to forget them and lay them on the kitchen counter. Um, mm -hmm. And so that goes for like charging your GPS. It goes for laying your sunglasses out or sunscreen. Um, I don't know. What, what Do you lay stuff out, Lindsay? Yeah, well, and specifically if you're in the phase of life that I am in with very small children and you're trying to haul everybody out the door. And so I usually go at like 8 in the morning so it's okay. like as soon as everybody's up, we are heading out the door to go to the Y so they can go to childcare and I can do my run. Now, if I don't have my bag completely loaded up and ready to go, it's really stressful. And if you add stressing to it, then it's really easy to say, I'm just not going to do that today. I'm just not going to go, you know. So, yeah, I always lay my stuff out and always have my bag ready to go. Um, I'm not one of those people, and I know some people do this, that sleep in their running clothes. Do you guys do that? Uh, I think I think that's a, that's a Dimity move. Um, <laughs> I, Dimity, you've been, you've you've copped to doing that, or, you, or is that just? I, I said I slept before my sports bra, and and I can't remember why I did that, but um, modesty. You know, I no, I haven't. We've talked about it because I have read people on our Facebook page do that, and totally. I'm not you know not making it up just out of thin air, but uh, no, I mean especially like. I, I want jammies. I don't get camp butt if I did that. Like I, it, my 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 parts need to have more breathability than that. Yes, yes. Little <laughs> <laughs> UTI going on. Yeah, exactly. Little uh, yeast infection. You know, Dan, when you used to, um, you know, you've been a big proponent of of laying stuff out the night before for a long time, and when you and I have um, been roommates on our many travels, because um, that's how we roll at AMR, that we get one hotel room, and oh. um, that I, you definitely kind of lay it out somewhat flat Stanley-ish, you know, that it, you, you kind of, and maybe that's just for a photo or something, so I always thought, oh, that seems really complicated to, like, put it all in the, the like, mix like that, and so I stack mine on the back of a chair that's in my, uh, my bedroom right next to my closet, so it does okay. not have to be flat Stanley style. That's when you like and I find in the summertime it's not as important because the sun is up, right? I mean, even if you're getting up to run at 5 a.m., um, at least in Colorado, it's daylight. I mean, or you yeah. can see kind of well. But especially when um, it is the depths of winter and, you know, you every, every ounce of you wants to stay in bed um, and nothing is waking up, like having it all ready to go is just one less step. Um, and there's nothing worse than... You know, wanting to listen to a new audiobook um, and realizing you haven't downloaded it, or oh. wanting to, you know, 
record your run that morning and realizing your GPS is in charge. Like that kind of thing can really slay your run, right? Yep. 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 Also, I've been coughing oh. you ready too. Coffee What'd issues. Bever that's funny because I was going to mention that I sometimes have even um, dissolved a noon tablet in a bottle of water the night before, so that's ready to go before I go out the door. Yeah, yeah. So if you need your special beverages, either to get your intestines moving or to, you know, or you need a noon for. Does, does noon get your intestines moving, Sarah? Uh, my by the time I drink, that's a mighty personal question. Uh, <laughs> by the time I drink my noon, my intestines have already been uh, active, so I don't. So um, no. Mm -mm. Okay. I drink it right before I head out the door. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. Nice. All right. Um, well, this is another um, one that you have to think about a little bit in advance, and I love this from you, Lindsay, because um, you do have the little guys that you're pushing in the stroller. So, talk about how you make sure that they um, are, you know, entertained more or less for 80% of the time. Well, I think that I always say the biggest piece of parenting advice I could ever give anybody is to never leave the house without snacks <laughs> right like yeah. no matter what you're doing and even if it's like a two mile run or a three mile run or a short distance like if I, I'm not going if we don't have snacks because then that is just like chaos um, but my oldest son he is five now so um, the longer stroller runs he's like looking for things to do and actually I didn't put this in the email but I was just thinking about this um, when we go on stroller runs, there's this little uh, creek area that we run by, and we always look for turtles. Mm. So, yeah, so, like, I'll build, we'll build that into our run. Like, we know that once we get two miles out or whatever, like, that's the exciting part of the run. Like, we get to go look at turtles. So, I think if we, if you make it an exciting adventure, and I, that's another thing I always try to talk to my kids about. I always say, this is an adventure. Like, one day, we were out for a run, and we had all three kids with us. My husband was pushing the double. I was pushing the single. And it started pouring, like not just raining, pouring. And we, we were doing five miles. We were two and a half miles away from the house. It was literally at our turnaround. And, um, of course, the oldest is screaming, like screaming. Uh, the baby's just he has no clue what's going on. He's like, what are you doing to me? Um, but we kept just vocalizing, like, this is an adventure. Like, this is so cool that you're doing this. Like, none of your other friends have been on a stroller run for five miles in the pouring rain, you know. Um, but as he gets older, I think one thing that we've been doing a lot that's important is, like, I play games with him. So we'll play, like, the I Spy game. So I Spy, you know, with my little eye, the color, something of the color blue. And we play that for a little bit. But I always wait until it's been, you know, a little bit into the stroller run and he's getting a little bit bored. And then I start pulling those tricks out of my pocket. Yeah, you don't want, to, don't want to shoot your wad too early in the... No. Then it's over. And you've got, like, yeah, most of your run left. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, what are the top snacks for the stroller these days? Like, what, what is there anything that we don't know about? Well, it's funny you should ask because I was just sitting here editing my podcast for tomorrow and my husband took the big boys to the store and I, and I had put the baby down so I had like, you know, 45 minutes of alone time. Well, when dad goes to the store, he comes back with like Cheetos and Pop-Tarts and <laughs> things I would never buy. Um, so those will probably be along for our uh, next few stroller runs, but I usually just pack like peanut butter sandwiches or wheat thins or... Um, you know, apples, bananas, whatever we have on hand. Sure, sure. You ever use those, like, go-go squeeze type little uh, squeezy things? You know what? I know a lot of people do, a lot of parents do. I've never gotten into buying those pouches. A, they're kind of expensive, but B, um, I think the couple times I used them with my first, they ended up being, like, squeezed out everywhere all over the place, and I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore because I'm not oh, going to yeah. clean up goo all over your car seat again. So, yeah, I've never actually gotten into those, but I know a lot of people do. Because mm -hmm. also because, you know, you can use them for running, too, so then it can be kind of like you're starting to flag a little bit. Hey there, Junior, give me that. Give me some of that. <laughs> those, has, those have electrolytes in them, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Easy. potato one is good, right? Just like an ultra runner. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah that probably is really good fuel for your – if you're <laughs> running far. Yep. There yep. you go. There you go. All right. Okay. So, um, what about? Uh, okay. The stroller's gone. The kids are gone. But you are out on a run by yourself, and you're just not feeling it. 
How do you um, get through? Let's let's talk about this. Um, Sarah, you start. I mean, and I, you're probably saying I'm not to run where I don't feel. No, it, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> no I uh, I have been experiencing this a lot lately because Molly has been injured, so I oh. have been trained. I have been marathon training by myself. So I I listen to always listen to something when I'm running. So I when when my energy level or my mental energy is flagging, I switch up what I listen to. So if I'm okay. listening to podcasts, I switch to a different podcast, which obviously you should only listen to Train Like a Mother, Another Mother Runner, or Lindsay's podcast. So <laughs> there aren't a lot of choices. But um, so if you know, so that I now um, listen to audiobooks. Um, I'm really doing a deep dive back into Rock My Run mixes. Uh, we have a new one coming out next week. Um, and oh, I want to hear more about those, by the way. Oh, good. Oh, okay, we can do a sidebar on the Rock My Run mixes. They are, so do you have the app Rock My Run? No, but I should, shouldn't I? Yeah, because I they're, um, a while you, can ago. A, you can get a free version of it. And so AMR does, um, we put together um, what they call playlists, which are um, DJ mixed playlists, for lack of a better term, and um, so we tell them the songs to put on, and then they wah, 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 mix them up, and they, they're they really, really good. That was, that's my little, you know, Wiz Khalifa move, um, and uh, so, <laughs> um, they're really, really good. So the one that comes out next week is all women, all songs only by women artists and bands. Um, so just definitely, like, like um, when I had to pick up the, I had to have a strong finish at the end of a run recently, and so I definitely switched over to music for that. So. I do that too. Like a lot of times, I'll start with a podcast, mm -hmm. and then when I'm getting into thick, the thick of it, I'm like, mm, this is not like exciting enough for me. I need some like music to get me going. So yeah, and then I'll switch back to the podcast when I'm cooling yeah. down or whatever. Exactly, because it is true that it, it also you can use it to your advantage. That not only can the music pep you up, but the podcast can help. Make sure you don't go out too fast. So true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, I gotta know are the Bangles on the all women's mix? No, it was. I, it was. And I immediately go to Bangles. I don't know, you know, like hello. Like, <laughs> no, it was. I should have qualified. It is newer songs from oh, women. So, so um, you know, dual, dual pink. Are those still still too old? Tim, I did put a pink on there because I know you're a big pink fan. But um, like Astrid, who um, I love her music. New, um, you know, there's Sia, there's new Katy Perry, there's uh, Ham. How do you say? It? Is that how you say H A I M? That those three sisters with the long, pretty hair. Um, they wow. have a song on there. Oh, um, the that girl. Um, oh gosh, the one from Pitch Perfect Two, Haley Seinfeld. Is that her last name? Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Stein, Stein, Stein something, maybe. Something, yeah, yeah, something, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and some other um, artists. So, yeah, no, it's it's newer music. Um, I'm, like, back, like, um, Carly Simon. Um, let's see, who else? Do I know? Randy Carlisle? Carol <laughs> King. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. All right, so um, this is a, this is kind of a simple hack, but I think that sometimes it gets overlooked, and it's one thing that I put in the um, stride into the holidays as a challenge. But doing an errand on foot—have you guys ever done an errand for a run? Like, yes. I'm, yeah. What I'm, have you done, Lindsay? Yeah. Um, well, so we have like a hardware store that's I think it's like maybe two miles from our house. So I've even like taken the boys up there, and you can get popcorn at the hardware oh. store. Yes. So, so like, like buy a hammer or something? Well, actually, one day I bought, um, so we live in Indianapolis, and the 500, Indianapolis 500 is here, and so one day I ran and bought um, little flags to put in the, like, little tiny flags to put in, like, flower pots in the front yard. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so, and I think I bought something else small, like, obviously not, like, big mulch or anything like that, but something else small, and then the boys got <laughs> Yeah, so it was like, come on, we're going. Come on, we got room for you. But so yeah, it was like an adventure for them because they get their popcorn. You know, always gotta make it's a, so it gotta always be about the kids a little bit. And yeah, then, awesome. <laughs> and then yeah, I got myself. And then there's also like actually uh, there's another a grocery store that's like two or three miles away. My husband oftentimes will like go pick up coffee or something like that that we need in the morning. Um, I have uh, returned library books on a run. Oh. I could do that, too. 
Yeah. Yep, there's a, um, so I don't run with a stroller because, you know, 11-year-olds don't fit in them so well. That would be weird. Um, <laughs> uh, but so there's, we have two libraries, one mile that way and uh, nine-tenths of a mile that way. So, um, and I, I probably have deposited a check, um, stopped by the ATM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you do errands, Dim? Do you practice? I, I never have, actually. I mean, I wish I could have. I have, um... I just live on two, it sounds weird, it sounds a little, uh, I don't know, uh, what's the word, sacrilege, or not sacrilege, like, ironic, ironic maybe, um, because I live on a really busy street, like we have a Target, we have a grocery store, super close, but it's like really busy, it's not, and that's the one I wrote about it a little bit, like it's, I came close to being hit by a car, it's the one mm -hmm. time, like crossing oh, yeah. that, the six lane road, it's Hamden, Sarah. Um, if yeah, you, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so, um, so I haven't done that, I used to though. Um, back when my kids were um, Lindsay's kids' age, is I would drop the kids off at preschool, and there was a great path right near there, and so I would I would dr drop them off um, and be in my running clothes and run from there. So if there is a path, kind of you know, it may, it may not be a direct errand per se, but it could be somewhere where you are already, whether it's running from your work or running from you know school or running from an appointment or something like that, and kind of working it in a little bit so that it doesn't feel like it's this whole other event that you have to produce that day, right? You would leave the stroller at uh, the preschool, right? Oh, I, dro I drove to the preschool. Oh, and okay, I, okay. Yeah. I left okay. them there. I left the kids at school. But but I wouldn't have ever made it to that path had I not been at that school, right? Oh, so oh I, would, I would definitely do that, though, running from uh, my kids' preschool. And then you just got to be kind of surreptitious on the way back because you don't want them seeing you out the yes. back gate or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta hide. Yeah, they can't see you out there. Yeah, park park around the corner. Yeah, yeah. That's a hack. Also, right? also mail. I've like taken mail with me. Oh for sure. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's fun. And you feel like you're you're on a you're not just okay. on a run. You're on like you you have a goal. You're pursuing something, right? Taking like, off your to do list. It's an adventure, Lindsay. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I've got to get that popcorn or I'm not going to be okay. Well, and I'm actually running a 5K on Saturday, so I'm going to keep that in mind when it, like, hurts really bad. I'm just going to remind myself what I tell my kids. This is an adventure. It's really fun. It's really fun. Awesome. Right. Awesome. Well, um, and then let's go back. This is a kind of one that I found. I was kind of sleuthing around online, and it's so hot out um, for most of the country, and it is so humid. And a couple people mentioned showering in their running clothes, like jumping in the shower. I saw um, that. I saw that, and I wondered what what was the purpose of that. Before well, or after? After. After. Oh. after. <laughs> <laughs> Before would feel good. You're going out, if you, especially if you're going out in the middle of the day, which we, you know, I've already said we don't recommend. But, um, you know, that cool, it's like your own little, like, you know, high-tech cooling vest is just being in the shower. But um, I think a couple people mentioned it in the idea that, you get in the shower, because they get so stinky, right, our running clothes, um, even with, you know, you can wash them in sports detergent like Sweatex, and yes, that gets out most of the sink, but over time it just uh, accumulates. So maybe you run, um, you shower, and then that helps a little bit. Or the other thing I think that one woman wrote about was that when you wear them in the shower, you can hang them out and wear them for another day, which I know Sarah would appreciate, right? Mm, I gotta say that I have I have found myself not re-wearing my clothes as much as I used to. Um, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm getting stinkier as I get older, but um, <laughs> but yeah, why the change of heart? You were really big on re-wearing for oh, a long God. time. Oh my gosh! And when I lived in San Francisco, I had a um, clothesline off my balcony. So I would just hang my clothes out there, and then the you know the sun's so bright in California if it's if it's the fog isn't there um, that you know kind of the UV rays would kill the microbes um, and the bacteria. So um, yeah, no, I don't do it uh, nearly as often. Um, okay. But but also I wonder maybe if it's people who have outdoor showers and maybe they're modest. Uh, I have been so covetous. For several years of outdoor showers, and I keep meaning to ask Jack, like, couldn't we build one on like the north side of the house? It's you know, it's same pipe as the kitchen sink and all that stuff. And oh, yeah, I got to use one when I was out in Maryland on business, and um, uh, I not wasn't part of business to take an outdoor shower, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but got to use a friend's outdoor shower, and I'm like, oh, I love outdoor showers, but um. Uh, are there outdoor showers a thing in Indianapolis? I can't 
I don't. I couldn't imagine that, right? Is that well, a Well, I know. I feel like it'd be somewhere warmer. Actually, my dad has a cabin out in the boonies and with, like, lots of cool running trails and stuff out there, and he built an outdoor shower on, oh, cool. on his cabin. More so probably because he doesn't want people that stay there and are around to, like, always go inside the cabin. He's like, no, really, stay out here. You can do your showers out here. Um, but, yeah, I would think if I lived somewhere warm, like California or something like that, I would that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, we could just use it seasonally. I mean, as long as the yeah. pipes won't freeze. Um, right now, I just know that my kids would try to stand out there and play in the water all the time. I don't know if your kids were like this when they were little, but, like, my boys are obsessed with water and playing with the water, and I... I'm embarrassed about how much water we waste on a daily basis. Oh um, because sometimes it's just easier to be like, fine, play in the water for, you know, a little bit, right? Um, so my fear is that the kids would abuse the uh, shower privileges outside right now. Because <laughs> uh, I actually went on Pinterest and was looking up images about That's how much I'm thinking about this. I went on Pinterest and looked up images, and I was surprised by how many there were. Mm-hmm. So oh, I just got a sense that maybe there they're more um, prolific or there's probably yeah yeah that's great well good all right well so um outdoor shower that could be a hack as well and that that way you could get like ready for the day right mm-hmm. like you come home the kids don't even know you're home shower, <laughs> and like have an extra 20 minutes to yourself that that would be lovely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay let's talk a little bit just about running itself um one of the things that I think is like one of the myths is that there's a perfect running form, and we'll talk about that in a second. But there's one thing that I feel like um, is the key to um, running well, uh, and this is going to be like Sarah's going to laugh because she's going to be like, "Oh my God, you've been slouching your whole life," but it's not slouching, right? It's staying tall, right? And you know, mm-hmm. uh, Coach MK calls it locking your cage, but you know, either like pretending like you have a balloon attached to your head and standing tall, or putting your shoulders back, or whatever it happens to be. But um, that just promotes um, just a more solid foundation, I think. Why, why is that, Lindsay? Oh, my goodness. I don't know, actually. That's a really oh. good question. Um, I would think it's from a, just a, if you're in that position, you can uh, operate more biomechanically efficiently. Yeah. You know, that, um, you know, that you, well, certainly if you're not slouching, your lungs are more open, so you can get more oxygen into them. And yeah. then if you kind of aren't like doing some funky thing with your hips or something, you, your turnover can be um, optimized. You you know, you can, and if you lock up your cage, like Coach MK talks about, then your um, if you have like a solid core, then your limbs can have a more solid base to work against. Like well, and I think, I mean, I think that's what, with posture in general, too, and I think you hear people talk about that a lot, too, just like, I mean, we sit in our cars and we do this, you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm showing everybody, no, you know, but yeah. I know this is going to be audio, but um, I think that's just something we need to think about. And then also, um, I always kind of say, whatever you naturally go to for your running form is probably pretty close to what you're supposed to be doing if you yep. don't overthink it, but I think it's really worthwhile to pay attention to that especially when you're newer um, to the sport, to really look, like, maybe even get a video and see, what am I doing where I'm exerting too much energy? Like, is leaning forward like this exerting more energy than it should be? Could this be easier if I stood up taller, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Sarah. Um, So I worked at Walking Magazine for four years, and I know there, I'm sure there's hundreds of fans out there of Walking Magazine, Um, but it was, um, it, you know, it was like runner's roll, but, slower and um, (laughs) but there was a lot of of talk about um, walking style and part of it was also you know having your arms move forward and back not side and side Mm -hmm. you know you should Mm -hmm. look like you're at a beer garden doing dances or like chicken wings going out to the side and and I definitely think that about that a lot uh, when I'm running is you want everything to be going forward so that because so there's no, you know, side to side motion. It's not helping you get to point B faster, or more efficiently, or more pleasantly. So, um, so no, no, um, you know, side to side elbows out. You know, you're not, you're not doing roller derby. You don't have to have your elbows out and up to the side. Yeah. Or bouncing like a deer. Mm, yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you can waste a lot of energy going up. Yep. 
stuff. Sure, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all about forward motion. Mm -hmm. uh, your magic potion. Um, so, uh, yeah, no side to side, no up, no up and down. Yep. Yeah, I think that's really, I think that's really helpful. And maybe that's a little, that's all posture stuff. I mean, I know, um, Sarah, when you ran the Nike Women's Marathon together back in, you know, a decade ago, um, and uh, I remember a team and training coach told me to stand up straight at like mile 23, and I probably gave her the biggest stink eye I've ever made in my life. Like, you are not my coach. Do not tell me what to do. Um, but I will say, you know, when I think about resetting myself, you know, especially during um, a run where I'm feeling tired, and, and a lot of that reset is just a body scan. So again, it's standing tall, it's watching where your arms are, it's making sure you're kind of putting you know, all your energy going forward instead of um, in, in other planes, um, it makes a big difference. And, uh, and it's, but it's something that doesn't last, right? It's like when you like go to sit in your you know, office chair and you're like, okay, I'm gonna sit up straight now, you know? And then 20 minutes later, you find yourself back slouched over mm -hmm. the chair, right? So, um, so it's important just to kind of check in every once in a while. Um, and then the last hack I think um, is, uh, I, I feel like is important to remember is that 20 minutes can be enough of a run. I think sometimes mm -hmm. we think like it's gotta be, I gotta have an hour or I've got, I mean, I know the 5K workouts are an hour long, but you know, a lot of times it gets like into this all or nothing mentality. Do, do you wanna talk about that a little bit, uh, Lindsay? Yeah, and along those lines, uh, while we're talking about those 20 minutes, I think it's really good and helpful to break it up into little segments. So, like, you you know, you say, I can do anything for 20 minutes. Like, I can go do this. I, I just have to get my 20 minutes in. And, and maybe your run is actually 30 minutes that day, but if you get in your head, I'm going to get to 20, you're probably going to go ahead and do your full 30, right? Um, and I like to break it up into, like, five-minute chunks. So, for instance, or, you know, like, if I'm on the treadmill, I'll say, I'm going to listen to three songs before I look at the clock again or whatever. Um, but if you can kind of break that run up into chunks rather than thinking of it in its entirety. And the same goes for a race as well, you know, like a 5K, a 10K, whatever distance you're running. If you can say, I'm going to get to this mile, and that's where I'm going to be when I'm doing that. And then I'm going to get to this mile, you know. Um, I think that makes it seem a little bit less daunting. For sure, it's more, it's more manageable. I just think you know that you can't, your brain sometimes can't chew the whole the, the whole elephant at one time. So just eat the elephant in bites. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Sarah, have you ever gone out for a twenty minute run? Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, well. Um. I mean, today. Well, today I was supposed to run five miles, but I also wanted to do bar class. So I ran three miles ran to the bar class, did the bar class, and then ran home. And that was a 20-minute run on the run home. <laughs> All right, not quite the same spirit, but that's what I like that you, you found yeah, that. Yeah, that's about to touch my man run. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me talk to the, the – the, see, Sarah is so far removed from having her babies, though. Like, I've done lots of 20-minute runs in the past five years, you know, like – while I'm pregnant, while I'm coming back from babies, so, you know, all those things, like, man, 20 minutes of sweating, that's a good workout. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah, and I think, I think uh, sometimes, you know, you can find 20 minutes, sometimes it's hard to find 35 or even half an hour or more, but, um, but 20 minutes, 20 minutes is, you know, hey, um, I'm going to put on a show, uh, your dad's in the kitchen, and I'll be back, you know, um, yeah. so. And, it, yeah. and that goes on. That goes with the consistency thing, too, because it's so easy to just skip if, like, you don't think you have time. But, you know, and I and I think like this with my cross training, too, because it's a lot easier. I'm more naturally inclined to go run, but I want to swim twice a week. And it's the consistency thing. I say, I'm going to go swim 10 laps. Yeah. I might then end up swimming 20, but if I just tell myself to stay consistent and get my two days a week in, that's better than none at all, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Something is always better than nothing. I mean, and good enough is usually plenty, right? And 20 minutes is good enough. And to that consistency thing, I mean, going back to my borrow goggles swim, I've been out of the water for, gosh, about two and a half weeks now. And holy cow, like my shoulders, I'm like, oh, gosh, like arthritic shoulders. It, it's amazing how quickly you can use it, lose it if you don't use it, right? Um, and I was going to say, answer your question, uh, I mean, definitely when I was coming back from my fractured ankle, I did 20-minute yeah. runs, and they were just joyful and delightful. Yeah. That's totally. how it was moving. 
Totally. Okay, so let's move on to a couple myths. Um, so we've already kind of talked about one running form, but let's let's. I want you to expand just a little bit more on that, um, Lindsay, because I know you have coached a, a range of runners, and I go watch a race, and you will see seventeen thousand different styles, right? And it, there's not one that's right. No. Or, right. Definitely not. And I think when you start playing with it a little bit too much, um, that can cause you to have an injury, right? Because you're starting to compensate things. So what your body naturally does is going to probably be pretty close to what it should be doing. And if you start trying to focus on doing different things, you're going to put, be putting weight on different parts of your foot. And a really good example of that is um, I, two years ago, tore my plantar fascia. And for about two years, I've been running a little bit differently because I've been, without even realizing it, putting more weight on the right side of my foot instead of where the, um, you know, the plantar fascia is on the outside of my foot. Well, when I was pregnant and when I was coming back from my pregnancy, um, that really didn't affect it too much because my miles weren't so high. As soon as I started adding miles, my body was like, wait, 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 wait. Your body doesn't naturally run like this. You're overcompensating for something. Um, which is why it's also important, I think, to, I mean, everybody should go have their gait analyzed just to see, like, how's your footfall? Should you be running like this? Should you go to a PT and get that checked out? Um, but that being said, just because one person runs one way doesn't mean that's the right way to do it, even if they're a fast runner. Sure, sure. Well, and that, that kind of leads into a little bit. You talked about footfall, and I know, um, I feel like the born to run craze is kind of passed, you know, mm -hmm. and the whole midfoot strike. We've We've been through that, um, but you know, if you are combing the internet and wondering about foot strike, um, because you know what, I, I think a high high prevalence of us are heel strikers, and mm -hmm. trying to change that is, um, I, I won't say it's not, it's it's a, uh, I won't say it's a, a fool's game by any stretch, but again, like your body kind of runs the way it's supposed to, and. Um, if you try to change it too much, you're going to end up hurting something else. I mean, I can, can you say that more elegantly, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I know, I know that, because, um, Tim, I know that over the years you've, you've worked a lot on your form, and I just always, always felt like they would take a lot of the joy out of running, that mm -hmm. particularly if you're out there for 20 minutes, there's only so many thoughts and, and sights that you can see, and if the whole time you're thinking, Stand tall, land on that part of my foot, land on that part of my foot. It's going to be like you come back and it's like, oh, it's like you had a bunch of birds chattering at you the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. so to just um, really just to be able to enjoy it, I think it's important to just let your body move naturally. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and definitely everybody looks different in their style. I mean, even, even pro runners, that's the truth. You look at them and a lot of them have different types of strides and stuff and that um you know um if it's working for you don't don't mess with it i agree i agree um okay let's talk about the the fact that miles matter but the especially as you get older everything else matters to to allow you to run right the prehab the foam rolling the strength training the cross training um and dang it that we have to, like, you know, it's almost like a prescription for running. <laughs> your doctor's writing you a prescription. What do you need to be able to run? I mean, what how, how what do you do, Sarah? What's your kind of routine to keep you um, injury-free and, and fresh? Since I'm the oldest one on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I now have a date pretty much every morning, first thing after I um, brush my teeth, um, to get on the foam roller and roll for about um, maybe three stories on NPR, so a little bit under 10 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, I like to open up my back by doing that. I like to roll out my calves. I've been having a tiny bit of a thing with my Achilles, so I um, work there. And it just, it, it, like, how about this? That um, So our cat, if, he, if Miller really wants to get out first thing in the morning, and I have to walk downstairs to open up the front door, I walk so much slower and more carefully and gingerly if I go down there, have to let him out before I do my rolling. Whereas if I can roll and then let the cat out, I move almost my normal way down the stairs. 
So there's a testimonial right there. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, uh, could you just wait? But he might be you know, bad at my head if I'm if I don't let him out first. So, um, so I do that. Uh, you know, I am in the um, the Crush It Marathon Distance Plan in the Train Like a Mother Club, and I know that Coach Amanda doesn't have um, all that much strength training in that program, but I am really committed to doing strength training twice a week. So I take uh, strength training classes twice a week. Um, and uh, and then it's the summertime, so I love swimming, so I do that. Um, and particularly because the day, I find now that the day after a long run, I can feel a lot more sore than I used to, even two years ago training for a marathon. So mm -hmm. I kind of just listen to my body on Sundays and decide whether I do that three-mile run before swimming or I just go and swim. Sure. Awesome. What about you, spring chicken over there, Miss Lindsay? Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned the stairs thing, coming downstairs in the morning, because, man, when I come downstairs to put my, I always drink hot lemon water in the morning. When I come in downstairs to put my water on the stove, I am like creaking down those stairs, and I'm like, I'm 33. This shouldn't be happening yet, but I am. But you know what? I foam roll more so after my runs or in the evenings. Oh. So I, I like what you're saying, doing it in the morning. It just really gets things. I don't know, unlocked, because you're, you're laying still for so long. Right, I mean, you're laying you might, still for... You might be getting up in the middle of the night, but, you know, <laughs> I've been immobile for all that time, and things yeah. are... Um, yeah, and, you know, I, I do, um, yeah, I do, like, basic foam rolling, planks, and, and things like that most days, and then um, I've been doing a lot of, like, hip strengthening work as well, because, especially after having babies, like, that's so important. Um, so just like with the resistant band, doing like walks across, like I'll, I'll do walks across my bedroom with the resistance bands around my ankles while I'm brushing my teeth. Like I, it's always multitasking. It's always oh. multitasking. Um, but, you know, even, um, you know, like Monday I did like a speed workout and my natural instinct in every other season of my life would be just go run easy the next day. But I knew that like for me to keep, Injury-free, the smarter thing to do would be some strength work and, and swim and not run the next day. So, um, you know, I think I think a lot of times we rely on running a little too much because it's easy per se because we can just put our running shoes on and head out the door, um, sure. you know, on top of all the kid logistics, whatever they are. But sure. just it's simple, you know. Yeah, it's accessible. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yes. But, and, but it's especially the older we get, um, not that early 30s is older, but <laughs> um, it's it seriously, like, even hitting my 30s, I've noticed a huge difference. Like, when I was 27, 28, I never, I never, I, I mean, that was only five years ago, but, like, I didn't have to care about that stuff because I did, wasn't getting injured ever, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and, and, I mean, you have three kids, and that, I mean, age... Forget about how old you are, ha carrying three babies, birthing three babies, having your, you know, uh, pelvis accommodate three babies in your hips. I mean, that's that alone is, you know, there that that doesn't matter if you're 21 or 41, mm -hmm. right? That's true. Also, as you discovered, Dimity, carrying the baby once it comes out. Yes. Keeping it, uh, you know, I mean, we could we could oh, trace yeah. a lot of your um, imbalances back to carrying your your kids on your hips. As you my, walk. my tugboats, you mean? My tugboats? Yeah. 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 Russell is, yeah. Lindsay, Russell is a small child, is he? he he's, he's just like normal. He's oh, like, he's normal. Oh, I thought like way. Oh, okay. For some reason, all maybe that I'm hair doesn't, All that hair doesn't weigh him down, Lindsay? Hair weighs him down a little bit. Uh, Lewis, yeah. Lewis was my only child that was like a little bit on the chunkier side. My other two are pretty, pretty scrawny. But that being said, I mean, every single day, at multiple times, I'm carrying Lewis and on one side, Russell on the other. Oh, wow. And I mean, yeah, I actually, I got a massage the other day, and, like, the lady was going crazy on my left side, and I was like, man, I must carry one of them, on the heavier one. I must carry Lewis on the left side a lot because there was just so much tension built up back there. And also from stroller running because you're pushing. Like, I mostly push with my left hand and keep my right hand free. Oh, my right hand. 
so yeah, I mean, just the tension there, and who knows what what I'm shifting or what we're all shifting in our you know hips and stuff when we're running like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I've um one other thing that I do more uh, frequently now. Uh, the older I get, is I do um, uh, dynamic flexibility drills when I get back from running, mm -hmm. particularly after harder workouts or longer workouts, and mm -hmm. uh, just up and down on the sidewalk. And I know I look like a crazy woman doing my, you know, pulling my knees up toward me or, you know, putting my heels together in the, like in a V, making my feet a V and then bouncing down toward my toes and then coming back up and pointing, putting my toes together, bouncing down. And We need one, a video two, of that. Oh, you sure do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy lady in Portland. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, well, and that's a great point. That, that leads nicely. And maybe we'll share the video, actually. Um, we do have... Um, a uh, a train like a mother club video. It's it's vintage um, from well, <laughs> the dynamic uh, drills, and I'll put that up on the 5K page um, because stretching, um, static stretching as we know it, is is definitely not the thing to do either before a run or really after a run either, right? I don't think it's necessary. It's I mean definitely not before a run. Before a run, I think you should do some lunges, some leg swings like jump around a little bit just to like wake your body up. But yeah, I think the legs, leg swings, I, I definitely recommend doing that before a run to get your hamstrings stretched out and everything. Um, but then post run, yeah, like donkey kicks and, you know, like anything where you're kind of constantly moving. Um, and then if you want to do any of that static stretching, I, I send you to yoga, Yeah, you know, yeah. instead of just like holding a stretch on your, you know, I send you to yoga and especially those like, those, uh, I'm going to say the word wrong, but vinyasa, like the flow classes where you're constantly, man, that's so good for you. Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually do a series, I hadn't done it in a long time, I do a series of lunges before speed workouts, or I did it on, uh, I had to, oh, I guess do little intervals on Tuesday and did uh, the little series of lunges beforehand. And boy, it Activating those glute muscles before you do a hard workout, boy, it really makes makes them sit up and pay attention and be ready for you when you need them. And your first mile when you're warming up is, I always feel like it's easier. Maybe not the first like two three minutes, but the mile in general, um, mm -hmm. it always feels more natural and easier to me if I've done some lunges and leg swings. Well, that's intriguing. I'll pay attention to that because, boy, I tell you, Lindsay, welcome to it. If the, the older you get, that first mile just. <laughs> It just, oh, it sucks no matter how you slice it. Oh, mother runner with a stroller just ran by in the house. Flag her down. Flag her down. Hey, yeah, you got any tips? I'm the mother runner. Exactly. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, um, I love all those. I love it all. And, you know, um, going on that yoga. So, again, I've put up some yoga videos. Um, we've never done an AMR, another mother runner, train like a mother club yoga video. But, um, yoga with Adrian, I believe is how you say your name, um, or Adriani or something like that. Um, she is very popular, and uh, it's okay. like a 20-minute flow series, and um, people just eat it up. So that's another thing to think about. Um, you know, you don't have to go to an hour core power yoga class. Like, just again, like a slice of it is going to be much better than all or nothing, right? So. And I um, have an app, I have an app called the Yoga Studio app. Um, okay. I think it was like five dollars, but it was—it's a one-time fee. It's not like a monthly fee, and they have like ten-minute, fifteen-minute, sixty minutes. Like they have all kinds of different options. I never do the sixty minutes. I usually do the ten or fifteen. Yeah. Um, but it's super convenient because it's just like this white background and this chick on the screen, and they walk you through all the exercises. So um, it's probably similar to the the lady that you're talking about. But yeah, I mean, there's easy access ways to do it from home on your phone from an app. Do they, have, do they have good music playing, like the Bengals or, you know, Carly Simon? <laughs> it's like them, like, it's just like, mm, yeah. no. <laughs> is making me wait. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, is there anything else you guys want to add? This has been super fun and super helpful, I think. Um, oh, you know, um, yeah. I think we're going to talk a little bit. I, the one myth that I really like that you all um, called to mind before we got on was about, you do not need to drink, uh, you know, chug Gatorade after you finish a run. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't yeah. need a. Yeah. You don't need to. Yeah. yeah. 
replenish your electrolytes after like a 30 minute run, probably water will be sufficient unless you're doing something, you know, like two also, hours or something. Crazy. You don't need to drink a bunch of calories. Right. I, I think a drink like a Gatorade or a Powerade have so many kind of hidden calories that you don't really get to enjoy. You know, mm -hmm. that, um, I mean, that's one of the many things I love about noon is that it's fewer than seven calories a tablet. And so, you know, I'd rather, I've, I, my, I definitely would rather always eat my calories than drink them. Totally. Yeah. So. Get your electrolytes there. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's hot and you've sweated a lot, definitely we need to. You might want to think about replacing your electrolytes. But yeah. And uh, and similarly, um, you know, coming in from one of the 5K workouts, like, and this is not um, being uh, critical or anything, but you know, just because you've run, I think sometimes runners get the um, entitled mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I ran today, so. Um, I'm going to go and grab that donut in the break room, and then I've got, you know, uh, a pumpkin muffin for my breakfast, and what, you know, it's like, I know, I know we're all kind of smart enough to know that that's probably not okay, but sometimes it's easy to slip into that mentality, I find, mm -hmm. you know, totally. especially if you're back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, okay, we'll end on that really positive note. Don't eat the donuts. Um, cool. And, Lindsay, is there anything else that you want to add as, as the coach? Um, well, I'm just excited for everybody who I, I want to, I, we need to get our Facebook group more active. I know. I know. I wish people uh, post, I know post, let us know how it's going. I mean, that's, that's one of the greatest things about the train like a mother club is the team is a team mentality. So, um, I'm going to go in, um, tomorrow, um, and I'll share the drills. Um, uh -huh. maybe after this podcast goes up, I'll share the drills and I'll post my friend, um, Adriana or Adriana or whatever her name is. Um, and, um, and then maybe that'll, maybe that'll, that'll spark a fire. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm just, I'm proud of everybody. Everybody's doing a really good job and it's been fun to watch people Absolutely. check off their races when they post the pictures and whatnot. Totally. Mm. Fun, fun. Well, well, thanks for joining us tonight, Sarah. Thanks for being here, as always, Lindsay, and for guiding us. And um, and thanks uh, to you runners. And um, if you have any questions, of course, tag Miss Lindsay. She's ready for you. She'll, she'll, she'll give you a treat and make it an adventure. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, you guys. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. -bye. Bye.